Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is October 12th, 2020. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry-leading artists on an equal playing field. Your hosts today are myself, Liam Clisham, and Mark Sinosia. And we're kind of just going to chat a bit about what uh, Augustine was saying last week, where it'd be kind of cool to talk about how everything in the industry is so secular and the industry is doing a lot better of a job than it was say maybe six months to a year ago but um, just kind of how we've all taken note on if somebody's on one podcast next week they'll be on another podcast another podcast and all of that and maybe how we can break the cycle how we can find new talent how it's not just becoming an echo chamber of like, all right, here's so-and-so on this podcast that I just listened to him on another podcast a week ago. Um, so, yeah. And I think it even goes outside of like the podcast circuit and all that, you know, you see a lot of artists that are either freelancers or whatnot, like work on a lot of similar projects. And, you know, there's, uh, almost like this core group of artists that is pretty large that for the most part, you see some of their names on most stuff that gets shared around the interwebs. And, you know, um, so kind of thinking about how do we break that in a way? And I mean, these people deserve to have these projects and, you know, they're great artists and all that, but like, how do we fold more people into the mix? And I think this is also like kind of that age old question for many industries, but especially ours, that is, still quite young, like how do we not necessarily make it more accessible because I think there's brands that are doing a great job with that, like Maxon and Adobe and like people getting the price of entry and the barrier of entry much lower than it ever has been. So like big shout out to all those players. Um, but like, how, how do we find new artists? How do we you know, essentially now with the work from home and remote working and all that, like essentially the world is your oyster and you can work with anyone around the world. So like, how do you find, how do you find these new artists? What, you know, or, or new styles or new, you know, whatever, how do we break the cycle that is so easy to fall into? So I don't know. I would love for Augustine to kind of take a stab at it and you know you suggested this last week but I would love to hear kind of where you are at with all this yep sorry I wasn't unmuting myself um I would say first that for some part of it I think I feel like I relate to it that I mean something that happens to me and for another part of it it's not that much that I'm suffering from it but I see the other other artists younger and not so young uh, suffering from it and for me it's not that much software uh, or like you said a brand problem because like you said those are accessible now like you can get a sub for whatever you want and even if we all hate subs I mean I remember when the Adobe like master family thing used to cost like I don't know 3k and you had to pay those up front and and then it was like way more heavy than just like paying now 50 bucks per month. Right. And if you get a decent amount of work, you, you can cover this, this like super easy. So my, 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 
problem with what we were discussing now is more like how um, not so much clients, but mostly the, the agency mentality or some studios where, um, and this, this has been like recurring also for film because I'm, I kind of dabble into both of them is that, um, you know, it's the, the old problem where um, you, want to, you want to step up and make some kind of project that you haven't done before. Uh, but I mean, but you have the career behind you to show that, I mean, you've been doing this like for years. And then uh, the, the answer you get is like, uh, yeah, but you haven't done projects like this before. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's why I want to make them. Like, yeah, but you should have done one before uh, just, I mean, so you can get a project. Like, okay, so how, how do I get there? It's like, do I have to do everything on my funds and on myself, like not sleeping for a year or two, just to like be able to put something out there with a lot of suffering when in fact the skills are there? Um, or, 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 you know, it's the classic, like this hasn't happened to me lately, but the, for another other friends, it has happened a lot. It's like, we love your work, we love your style, you're amazing, but uh, but yeah, but we're gonna choose somebody else. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> and uh, and then and then you see like these people getting all the work, like not all. Let's not like generalize, you know, like, but getting all those like kind of like higher tier projects. You're trying to reach um, because because you want to prove that you can do them. And then you you have like amazing ideas, but you never seem to get them because these people, and I'm not criticizing because like you said, they deserve to have them because they have the skills, they have proven to have, to be good at it. But it's been, but I mean, I've been, I, I'm in a group from Google now, right now for a couple of weeks, which is called Rare. And it's the main discussion is about diversity. And, and like even Google, uh, in its inner like company, they are trying, they are fighting to be diverse as much as they can. And they re are realizing that even in the diversity they have, it's not diverse enough. Like they can go further. And, and, and that applies to creativity also. And uh, because they're like, what they're saying is like all these kind of different experiences and, and people from where you come from uh, bring something new to the table. And, um, and you know, in, in motion, the, the, the feeling I have is that it seems these people is like all, always getting all these like most meditized projects. There's also kind of like trends that start getting or working. And then you start seeing the same thing again and again and again, because of course people start copying and then and repeating. And then we get all those requests that we all hate. It's like, yeah, we want you to do this style of this guy. And you know, it's like, it, this can go, really wide so I, I will try to keep it like short but so that's my point it's like how can we break through this like glass ceiling of like yeah you should have done this before but yeah but i'm trying to do it and and how can we fight so so that diversity gets out there it's not just me it's all of us you know i'm not just discussing this for myself it's just uh young people old people whatever yeah, I wondered to, you know, what you just said in terms of like, you know, trends and, you know, people copying and, and you know, all the different iterations that come out of something like that. 
I think almost outside of the artist working on the project in like a artist, like technical sense and stuff too, but in a roundabout way, this kind of say upper echelon of artists is also essentially kind of like the tastemakers, right? Like they're the ones getting these big projects. They're maybe experimenting with some new things that if, you know, get approved or whatnot, make the final cut. And then a year from now you see like all these kind of copies of it. Right. So like, not only are you working with a smaller group of say top tier artists, but those top tier artists are also in a roundabout way, helping dictate what's going to be trending next year or what, you know, like, I don't know if I'm understanding that or even explaining that correctly, but like when you started talking about it, I'm like, wow, it is right. It's not even like the client that's the tastemaker per se, because the client's coming to certain studios or agencies or artists to get that look, right? So like essentially they're the ones helping dictate all the creative direction, art direction for that, you know? Um, so not only are these artists working on these top tier projects, but they're also helping dictate you know, the look in any future trends possibly, you know, um, which may lead us to the point we are right now, you know, um, and like you said, we have people doing this all over the world. And if there's a handful of people from, you know, all over the world, making these kind of decisions or influences, I don't know, I think we're leaving gaps unexplored right? Like there should be other areas, like something that works great in Dubai, I might have zero idea why it works that way or, or what's attractive to that or that style or whatnot, because I'm here in the States, you know, but th there's nothing to say that that's a bad trend or it's wrong. I just don't know, right? So like, yes, diversifying the workforce, the, the, um, I guess the artistic language of it all in a way, um, because we all create, but it all means different stuff to different people. And I don't know, I, I guess I'm just fucking rambling now. I should shut up, but <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see how there's a handful. Well, I shouldn't say a handful, there's more than a handful, but quite a few artists that um, seem to pop up a lot and, and help dictate where this industry can go trend wise what, uh, what like examples specifically i mean i i don't want to make you like have to like call anyone out but like yeah. i don't feel like it's necessarily like a you know uh i don't know an accusation to make anyway if someone's like really big and they're like kind of you know having a lot of influence um but uh i, I mean are you referring sort of to like the trend of like um how there was like the like sony commercial that like ripped off all those other, other things and then there was like the xbox one that like a lot of people said like was very similar to a bunch of things and like blah 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 like because mm -hmm. uh the interesting thing about that stuff i feel like is that it's like some of it is like very much like just grabbing kind of stuff that's like in the zeitgeist and like is popular right um which, uh, you know, it's like an easy thing for like people at like an agency to just say like, oh, this is what we should do because like we know that this is going to work. It's a safe bet. Mm -hmm. um, and then also some of the things they were referring to were like, you know, like student projects and like things that were not like super huge commercially successful things, but just kind of like, uh, you know, they ripped off of like people who 
who kind of, I think should maybe be more of the people who are like, uh, you know, directing these kinds of spots and things like that, who are like coming up with, um, you know, really cool styles and like being kind of innovative and stuff. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, like that, that, that Sony commercial that like ripped off all those things was really interesting because it, it did rip off like some like, you know, big recognizable, like, you know, scenes from like anime and like things like mm -hmm. that, but it, it also ripped off like some like student films that like people had like, you know, uh, like didn't even have that many views or whatever. And like people figured out that they like ripped it off. And like, I mean, that's, that itself is, is kind of crazy. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious uh, when you, when you feel like there's like a handful of like, you know, tastemakers or like people who are like, really influential in the zeitgeist right now i'm i'm curious like if you have examples of that or um because i feel like it's also like depends where you look like if you're specifically looking in like the the very like motion design oriented scene like where mm -hmm. people are and, and especially like a specific part of motion design like 3d motion design where like a lot of people are influenced by man vs machine a lot right. of people are influenced by buck like things like right. that you know uh there's also like other areas where you'll see like, um, I don't know, a lot of people being influenced by like 2D animation stuff in like the 2D scene, or, you know, if you look at a, like, you know, film stuff, people are getting more reference from, um, I don't know, like different, uh, uh, like directors that are becoming more successful, like Ari Aster and like the Safdie bros and like things like, like that. And mm -hmm. like, you know, and, th and you see a little bit of like crossover between like all of them. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, yeah, I I'm mean, I guess now at this point, too. But yeah, I mean, I guess in my sense of it all, it, it's probably not more like exact per se artists that are executing these visions or like the ones coming to the table with it. But like, yeah, like a man versus machine shoe spot. Right. Like so that kicks off a whole trend in that way like kind of abstract visuals with like adding some product stuff in it and like very design oriented and then i mean arguably that trend's still going right and like that's been a few years but if you circle back and you look through the like roster of who made these spots a lot of the same artists are working on the same spots so it's kind of like cool we either we found a niche and people are liking it and let's run with it let's keep you know pushing it a little bit but like, it's, it's almost like, um, I'm saying like too many times, but um, without knowing they started a trend and now they're being hired for a trend. So like, maybe that's a bad thing, right? Maybe they're like pissed. Certain artists are like, fuck another shoe spot. I don't want to do it. You know, like I know there's certain like people, um, you know, that give presentations. I don't want to call anyone out too, but that they're like, fuck another knitting spot like really okay right because it's been done but like they're the they're the expert they're the one that can do it all you know really well and i don't know i just feel like sometimes we fall into these either trends unbeknownstly to us but like i don't know you start looking at the rosters and there's a lot of the same people for good reason like we said because they're good artists and they're fucking brilliant but like all of a sudden, maybe that is what's contributing to this echo chamber that like, you know, you're just, it's hard to break that kind of creative mindset. If you're hired to do that, you're good at doing that. 
it's hard to say, you know what, I'm going to leave that all on the table. I'm not going to ever touch it again. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I would like to, to add that, you know, like to, to push the, the, the thinking even further is like, since these people get like all the attention, of course they're setting trends because they, they, I mean, they're getting hired to experiment, you know, like they have this kind of luck to like being hired for a project and be able to come to the table with this, like some crazy ideas uh, and, and people will buy them because, yeah, because they are up there. But I mean, most of us, if we show up to a meeting with some crazy ideas, they're going to tell us like, whoa, 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 what the fuck are you doing? Like, uh, mm -hmm. you're getting too crazy here. It's like, uh, wait, wait, you should be doing something like this. And you're like, yeah, but wait, that's like, are you paying me to be creative? and to like really explore new stuff and bring something new to the table uh, because creativity is like you said is tied to where you are from your cultural backgrounds uh, are, are you uh, have you lived in multiple countries i don't know whatever you've been through a rough patch and that allows you to find some stuff inside of you that that, you, that allows you to output a crazy world it can be whatever and for me even if like these people can come with crazy ideas, when you spiral around the same thing again and again and again and again and again, then things try start to degenerate and quality starts to lower because you, I mean, I know we all want to be on our A game all the time, but it's not possible. I mean, mm -hmm. at least I don't believe it's possible. You know, we all have like our really best moments and some projects where we are like less good and that happens. And, uh, but it's mainly that it's like, okay, it's like some people have like the unlimited creative for explore and do whatever and set new trends. And the rest of us has to like to prove it in somewhere mm -hmm. or another, but without getting the chance to prove it. So we need to kind of build something. Uh, and, and that's something that was discussed in today's discussion in the Google Rare thing where, um, and this was a girl, it's, it's, a, it's a woman and she's a graphic designer. She's black and she's gay. And she said, I mean, and, and it was like an open panel and a, a white guy was saying like, yeah, but I mean, put yourself in the middle and at some point you will, part, you will be part of it. And she said like, yeah, but you know what? It's like, even if I put myself in the middle of it, I'm not getting invited. It's like, I'm, I'm not getting accepted. This is a particular case. I'm not, I'm not making this any LGBT discussion whatsoever or white or black or whatever. It's just to give you a, a, like a concrete example. And she said, like, so to gain visibility, I had to build something so big mm. for so long and so hard. And I know that if I stop, like everything stops. So I need to keep like a, like a crazy rhythm of like huge among these things so I can get visibility for the work I do when other people like just get it like this. And I, and I, I had to chance to see her work and her work is like freaking amazing. I mean, it's amazing. And I cannot like, wrap my head around the fact that she's not getting the place she deserves because some other people are just sitting on the table and not leaving the chair for others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this, this is maybe not the, the, like the, um, the artist um, fault, you know? That's what I said. Like, I think it's more like a studio agency mentality thing where they have this kind of like way of proceeding and selecting and and maybe they don't even realize it's like that. I don't know. So I, I don't. I'm not blaming anyone. It's just us as artists. I, I will. I think we have to fight to make room for everybody around the table. Yeah. 
I was going to chime in and say, like, it, it's not just us at the table to, well, I guess, are, are you saying that artists that are getting a lot of exposure maybe more than they, more than an average amount, maybe they should say, like, instead of interviewing me, try interviewing this artist, like, you're saying they should leave a seat that way, or do you think it's more on like these media outlets that they should really be the ones filtering themselves? Um, I'm not saying they should feel guilty about it because it's not, again, I don't think it's mostly their fault. But what I think would, could be interesting is send the elevator back. You know, it's like maybe bring somebody with you or maybe in your discussion, bring a topic about someone if the studio doesn't do it, you know? Because we, we all know that sometimes it, it just takes like one person to reference you pub publicly in whatsoever. And that suddenly triggers a lot of stuff and, and a lot of things come back to you. And then we all can keep doing it, you know? And again, I'm not asking this for myself because I'm just, I'm already 40. So I'm not like, I'm not new into, into this dance, but for a lot of people from all ages, yeah, it's just, for me, it's about a, it's a sharing the cake with everyone, you know? Uh, and if you hate doing knitting videos because you already did 10, well, maybe somebody else wants to do the knitting stuff to prove they can do it. You know, and just you move to something else. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, there's a million ways of like seeing how things could be shared or or explored. I'm, I'm not. I don't have all the ideas, and I'm sure if all of us start brainstorming, we will find like a hundred more. But uh, I think a more a little bit more generosity from the mindset of the agencies and maybe some sometimes the artists too um, will benefit everyone in the end. I, I wonder if I could pose a question to the group and I would love for everyone and anyone to chime in on this, but do you feel, do you all feel that there's certain opportunities given to certain people um, in a way because it's almost like the path of least resistance, like the lowest hanging fruit type thing where like it's going to be more work on my end to find an artist, onboard them, do yada, 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 rather than like, you know, go to this guy that, or girl or whoever that may have done 10 of these videos and cool, they'll, they'll just do it. You know, it's going to make my life easier. And, you know, I just want the work done. Do you guys and girls think that like, if, do you think that plays a part with anything? Do you, in a way, do you think like people are just lazy and that is somewhat of a barrier of like, like bringing new artists into the fold? I agree hundred percent. What we really sell is not great design, it's confidence to get the job done. And the confidence that if we're being hired, you know, we're gonna make them look good to their bosses and so on and so forth. So. I wouldn't say it's laziness. I'd say it's fear of the unknown. It's, you know, you, McDonald's is so popular because you're always going to get the same meal wherever you have it. And 
That's why you would go with the trusted guy or gal. Anyone else have thoughts? Tori, go ahead. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about like a lot of people will just hire who they know too. Um, and so I think it, like if you put in the effort to hire not just like your buddy uh, that you've worked with a million times, that that could also help open the door for more opportunities. Yeah, yeah that, that's part of the, that, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying that, yeah, that's, that's part of the idea of what I was saying, like uh, refer somebody, you know, it's like uh, we can all refer to somebody we trust. And, and I think it was in the, in one of the motion hatch uh, conversations at some point when they were saying like about this trust issue, like if you get recommended by somebody that your, the client trust or, or the, another motion designer trust, then the bond of trust gets built way more faster and easier. And then things get easier for everyone because then that, that thing gets lifted from everybody. And, you know, and then the other person can prove what she can, what she, what she can do and everything goes well. And if, I mean, things go well and then another new person is in the circle and, and bring their own stuff. And, 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 and if we can, and if we can keep on going this thing, then at the end, it's like, I, I'm pretty sure that the diversity and richness of things we're going to see is going to explode. And I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I guess speaking personally too, like for me, if I were to hire someone from some other country or whatever, like personally speaking, yeah, like it's a little intimidating for me to do that because I just, I don't, it's a, it's a new world for me per se, you know, and it, it gives me pause if I, if I'm like hiring someone for a job to come on for a project, like I want the best talent that I can get. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I, I'm not like an expert by any means in like, you know, speaking with someone from a country across the world. And I don't, it's, it's a bit of a barrier for me, you know, to be perfectly frank. And that's, I've been trying more and more to get past that and try to get, you know, as many people involved as possible. And I think, Kind of in a way it's happening by default because it seems like many people that I do know in this industry are, are quite busy right now. And, you know, as projects keep coming in and, and people are staying busy, your traditional network of people you may reach to, you know, everyone's busy, which is great, but it also makes you as kind of a business owner in a way, like push yourself to really go out on a limb and consider more of like, your onboarding process or, or whatnot, just, and, and maybe I'm, I just speak from inexperience with that, you know, but um, that for me has always been kind of a, a fear of mine is like bringing someone on completely new, doesn't really matter, you know, where they are or who they are. Um, but it's always been just a little bit of a, I don't know, 
scary factor for me. And, and, and maybe that has bigger effects than I even have considered until right now. Yeah, you know, like I come from a more of a film background uh, in the beginning. And it, well, in film, I mean, unless you do a solo thing, which takes you three years, uh, it's a collective effort, like always. It's like uh, if you want to do it properly and everybody needs to be focused on their task, like you are at least four people, at least. But then from there, you can go to like whatever. And, uh, and I understand that for people, it's intimidating, like you said, but in today's like, with, with, what hap with what's happening right now. Um, and as our jobs get more and more specialized also, it's more and more difficult to do everything ourselves because you need to know after After Effects and Cinema 4D, then Substance Designer, then, I mean, there was a meme the other day of like the guys like, this is my life. And then it's like logos everywhere of all the software we have to kind of like put into your heads and like. Can you send you know, that to and me at some point sorry can you send that to me please for week four yeah yeah okay. i will find it and i will i will share it with you and um but so like um so coming from this background i'm kind of used to like you know if i direct i'm directing and then there's a dop for for the visuals and then there's another guy for this and there's another and each one of them even in, even in the most mundane simple tasks like bring a little touch of creativity that like adds up and make things better. And so, I mean, lately when I'm like overwhelmed, uh, certainly there are jobs where I will go to people I know because I know that for this like specific task and maybe it's a mistake I have to correct even myself. But I know that like, I always try to like research and find new people that I love their work, their work. If it's an illustrator, or, or, you know, I try to find a, a new style for a new project and then and, and work with that. And yeah, it might be sometimes difficult. It might not go as, as I was expecting. But in the end, like the end product is different. You know, I'm not doing the same thing again and again and again. And that, but that's my own, that's my, my personal thing. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, transitions well to like, you know, I, again, I want to pose this question to the group. If you are looking for new talent, new artists, new wherever, like what, you know, what are your tactics? And feel free anyone to hop in. Uh, One thing I, uh, I, I mean, I know this is not like an easy thing for people to do, but I feel like, uh, I mean, obviously it's always appealing to like, find like, you know, new young people who are just getting into it that you can kind of like help, like find, you know, their first gigs and blah, blah, blah. Um, so obviously like, you know, looking at people who are like just graduating or like are about to graduate from school um, is appealing. Um, or I would, I would think at the same time, you know, I don't have a, a lot of connections to this stuff, but, you know, people who are in like, you know, school of motion, Graph mentor classes or whatever like uh the the thing that's kind of interesting about like those um kind of groups is that they're like these sort of like artificial like communities that are made just from 
group of people signing up for a thing who are like all, you know, passionate about like, at least like figuring out if they're interested in learning this thing. And, uh, you know, usually if you, if you visit a class or you check out a group like that, or, um, I have like kind of over the past year or so been like, my own little group of like people learning Houdini on Discord that uh, you can like access at the top of HoudiniNerd.com, which is like my learning resource that I like link to a lot of people. Um, but, like you know, it's cool like with kind of like all these different groups, like whether they're their classes or online classes or you know people in the comments of you know tutorials or like whatever. Um, you can find people who are kind of passionate about this stuff, and then within those groups, there's always like. You know certain people who stand out either as like total superstars or like people who have the potential to be those kind of superstars um and you know it's really exciting because there's just new people churning out like every semester every year from those kind of groups um so yeah i think uh you know those kind of places are are a potential good spot to look if assuming what you're looking for in terms of new talent is like you know younger junior people that you can kind of help bring on as either like junior artists or, or whatever. Um, but you know, people, so, some of the people, especially like some really, you know, passionate people, um, who maybe are coming, you know, and like joining a school motion class with like a background in having done like photography or, you know, like, uh, like journalism or like whatever, like, will like kind of bring cool help to it or whatever. And, and it can, they can end up, you know, uh, accelerating really fast to the point where they're like, you know, able to um, do like amazing stuff, you know, despite being like relatively junior in their experience. Um, so yeah, if, if anyone has like access to those kinds of things or friends who are teaching classes or like whatever, you know, I would say definitely those can be good places to look or just like asking those friends who are teaching classes if they know anyone who, you know, is like doing the kind of stuff that you're uh, looking for maybe. Yeah, does anyone else have like certain ways to, you know, scour the web for new talent or like, you know, a lot of people used to do dribble and Behance and, you know, now we have Instagram and all that as well. But like, as we all know, stuff like that isn't necessarily the, uh, that might intrigue someone to hit you up, but the whole, you know, post on social, but you can't handle a project type mentality. But um, I don't know, I'm curious to know where people go if they're on the hunt for a certain talent. I mean, what I do is generally I do research for like, if, if I will take a, like a, a concrete example, like um, if I'm looking for uh, an illustrator or for a 3D artist, I'm going to like first like do my research, my personal research on what I'm trying to achieve. And then I will like scavenge for different like styles that could match it. And then from there and platforms can be multiple. And like you said, it can be Instagram, it can be uh, Behance, it can be whatever. And then, um, and from there it's like, I will find like a couple of artists that I really like maybe two, four, I don't know. But generally I don't go up more than five. And uh, and then I, I start reaching them first to see who's available. And 
once I get people that are available, generally only two or three are available. And then I start into, I talk with them because that's, that's the thing It's like, I'm not hiring them just out from the wild, like, okay, you, and then I don't know anything about it. It's like, generally I get to do like a call uh, on video uh, just to have a discussion and see if, first of all, we connect as artists, if we understand each other, if we get along, if we like the same things or not. It's not that we have to be the same. It's just like, we can be the opposite and still like understand each other really, really well and see how they envision work and everything. And um, and from there, I picked the, like the two, my best two choices and I present those to the client. So like, okay, we have these two paths uh, that, that I think can really well suit the project. Which one do you prefer? If it's only one, it's only one, but uh, generally it's two. And then the client says like, okay, I really like this. And then I like a confirm to the artist that was chosen, like, okay, the client decided to work with your style. And then I say to the other artists, like, okay, I'm sorry, the client decided to not work with you, but please keep in mind that I really like, I really like what you did because I did a lot of research. They came to you and, uh, and I'm, I'm sure keeping you under, under my wing for something else. And, um, and, and probably some ideas you never use for other projects can come back in other projects and you can reuse them. And so, uh, I mean, at least that's how I do it. It's just, uh, and, and sometimes it works. Sometimes it's a little bit more hassle, but it's really rarely something a bad experience. I mean, it, I mean, think it happened to me in 10 years, like, or maybe in, in, even, even like 12 years, like maybe once. I think only once I had to fire an artist because he wasn't delivering. But most of the time, they all like work their asses. Really, I mean, like champs, they delivered. If there was an extra push, they did it. I was never let down by the work I received. So, uh, and these, and this is people I have now into my network, and we've we've built also a relationship of trust because they referenced me later on to other people that were looking for other kind of stuff. It's like, hey, that's not my style, but I know this guy. I work with him, and it was really nice. It goes both ways, you know. That's the thing. Right. It doesn't go only one way. Yeah, I think, you know, I think even between all these platforms that we can research on and, and find artists on, I, I'm always just completely blown away scrolling through some of this stuff. And just the level of work and just the work I see by names I can't pronounce. And like, it's just insane how big <laughs> this creative industry is, right? Like, and, and it is, I don't know. It, it's awesome to see how far this talent goes and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm always just blown away. Like if I'm going through Behance or whatever, I'm just like, whoa, like these projects are insane. And I've never even heard of this brand or <laughs> I've never heard of this artist, you know, and that's just so cool. And I wish we could almost get like more of that. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not sure how we get those people more in the spotlight. I mean, I guess this is a platform that we can do it on, but um but yeah, any any thoughts on how we can do that better as a industry? I mean, 
I'd kind of be interested to, and there, nobody, at least that I know of, is on, on from these sources, but like, how do these places choose who they choose to promote a little bit or like write articles on or whatever? Because like you're saying, I'll go to Behance and I'm just like, man, I've never heard of this person or this person. And like, I'll look at the, like, whatever, the follow all button and see all these people and like go through all their profiles. And like, everyone on this project is amazing. Yeah, you don't hear about them on any of these other platforms. And it's just like, why, like, why? Like what, what are the check boxes that you need to hit besides just being an amazing artist, you know? I think um, like we forget, there's like a huge portion of our industry that like isn't in the MoGraph social scene, like we are. Like it's funny, I, I kind of was uh, ducking in and out of this, but um, earlier, like I think we, we forget, like, like we're all here talking about this. Most of us are freelancers and so forth. Um, that sometimes hire other people, but none of us are like studio owners, like, or like, none of us are like executives at like an agency or something, right? So it's good that we're all trying to like hire different people and so forth, but I think like we're individuals and we don't have as much, as much time or resources. I'm not trying to let us off the hook. I'm just trying to say like, you know, I know that like we all want to do it. We're all like feeling the pressure, like, darn, I want to like find new people. We got to do our best to do that. But I think like it doesn't change until like, the decision makers at bigger studios, you know, ad agencies and so forth, like really put forth an effort. The people in the pl places that have the money and resources to like do that. Um, unfortunately, like those people aren't typically here like on our little discussions uh, and so forth, but it's like a whole other thing. So there's a combo of like, yeah, people that aren't as into necessarily MoGraph podcasts and don't really join on all of them. And maybe they don't want to, and that's fine. Um, but of course there's people that want to and just don't quite know the way in. Um, but it's like, I don't know, it's almost like how do we get into the, the minds of the, the people leading the companies that have the money that hire a, a lot of these people? I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. Because I know like we'd love to solve it within our circles, but um, it's like bigger than that. And obviously like we have connections to School of Motion and Maxon and so forth. And there are some ways we could probably get in there. And obviously like Maxon for sure is trying, I would say more than any of the other companies probably at this point. Um, but it's hard to know because, you know, we, we know a few people maybe at, at um, Adobe or at Maxon and so forth. But it's like, unless we can get in there and be like, hey, this is the thing. Like, I don't know if we'll, we'll get as, we won't have as much reach as we want to ourselves. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, even if we are in our current position, just having these conversations and having them recorded and put out and get them into people's ear holes like it's better than you know sitting idle right and i think feel free to correct me if i'm wrong but it really seems like over the last year in our industry a lot of doors have just kind of been blown off in a way and i don't want to say blown off opened maybe like it just seems like there's a little bit more consciousness being put forth with inclusion in a way of like making sure 
our community as special as as it is remains that and makes everyone feel welcome and it's not just like this exclusive group or tier or whatnot that you have to you know hit rock star status to be on podcasts or whatever it may be right like i just see i i feel like over the last year the motion graphics industry has really stepped up and i i do think it has been you know the maxons and the school emotions and the other people that do have the bigger audiences and platforms to kind of shout this message but i think you're right i think it also comes down to you know even if all the training and schools and podcasts are shouting it from the rooftops if the agency and studio owners aren't embracing that and aren't really taking that to heart then where do all these artists that are fired up that everyone's got equal opportunity or whatever it is where do they go if it's not actually being offered right so like i don't know to me, it, it I, I think you really nailed it as like the work's there, but it, it's really going to take a few of these like really big places, brands, names, whatever you want to call them to just really yeah. embrace it and bring everyone together. And it's true. Know. Like obviously a ton has happened this year. And so if we think of this as like year one of the journey of like really like moving along, you know, uh, it's going to take time. Like we're just getting started. Um, so yeah, it's nice. It's kind of that's kind of a good reminder that we're making progress. Like we're starting, but we're still like at the beginning of a big, big journey. I mean, people still barely know, you know, our industry, what it is in general. So, so there's still that. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy. Um, yeah, I'm happy for the progress so far, um, especially among like on the Panimation uh, Slack and so forth. Like, I've been seeing a lot of progress and a lot of discussions, and, and a lot of people from there kind of going out and about all over the place. I just saw that Bella, um, who I know from the Panimation Slack, she was like, uh, she took over um, the motion designers uh, or M MD community, I think, um, Instagram for a week. And that's like huge. It's awesome. like a 400,000 subscriber Instagram. I'm like, oh. And so I'm like, oh, that's really great. Cause, um, and then she spoke at um, like the Adobe um, Video World. Mm. I like, and like there's a ton of, lots of, diversity of speakers there too and that was great so it's happening yeah um, well i was gonna say like from from you look back in the past year it seems like there's been a lot of like change and progressive positive movement but i'm looking at it that again kind of from the outside i'm a straight white male so like i don't know i it, that is what i see from the outside but i also would be curious to know from everyone else's experiences like are you are you seeing change is there change or is this just me kind of being somewhat naive and anyone can jump in with any point like you don't have to speak personally or whatnot but um yeah i think if this change the change as far as visibility of people who are not straight white males it, I, I think I think it is happening, but I think it's just our industry for so long. Like there are women in the industry. You just don't see them in groups like this. Like I just started coming to this meeting this season. And even still, like I'm, I'm a pretty outspoken female. So for me to walk into a room like this with, you know, I think there were maybe 30 men in the first meeting I came to and 
maybe two non-white men. So I think for a lot of people who are in underrepresented groups, that's not a comfortable situation. So for that reason, I think the change will happen slowly. Like, you know, for me to see other women here, that's great. But for some women, they need to see more than just one or two other women to feel comfortable in a space. Yeah, it's totally intimidating, you know, get that. Yeah, I will just say that like, um, I think like everybody said, like change is happening, but I mean, it's slow. And of course, like we always want things to go faster. I think it's gonna take time um, about the representation. That's one point. And regarding visibility, um, like uh, Julie said, um, it's something that's also gonna take time getting into the mind of like people that take decisions, like real money decisions. And we have to be patient, but it's not because we have to be patient that we have to be silent. And, uh, and I think you made, a, you made a good point saying that uh, it's like just the fact that putting this podcast out there uh, so people can listen to it and like feeling that the topic is being debated, you know? Uh, and I think it's a topic that we are debating today and probably we'll have, we will have to come back maybe later to bring it back, you know? So it stays on people's mind that like, like it's not like, like Julie said, or like um, Tori said, it's not because there's two women that the fight is over. Like, yay, women, it's like, come on. We won. Like, no, that's not the end goal. It's like the end goal is like give accessibility to, to women, black, whatever people and the visibility they deserve. And that's like a long process, like everything else in life. But we have to keep on pushing it. You know, it's like not just talk it once about it once and consider that it's done mm -hmm. because then the fight is over. I mean, the fight is lost. So, yeah, I mean, I think this too, like we here have an awesome platform where we can have these kind of open, honest discussions with a lot of people. Well, you know, as many people that join and we always hope that we have the most diverse group possible. Right. And sure, that's hard to kind of guarantee, if you will, or, or plan on. But I would, you know, throw this out to everyone here today and also anyone listening that, you know, we do this every Monday 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'd encourage everyone to like invite someone that you think might not regular, regularly want to attend something like this or feel shy or, or whatnot. So we can try to get more people involved. And even if they come in and just, you know, you don't have your camera on, you're just listening or whatnot, like, I think just having more people part of these conversations is what it's all about. And if we can all tap one person, say each week and try to invite someone new in each week, like if anything, it hopefully should just get our message out a little bit. I mean, we don't go nuts on social or anything like that, you know, so it is kind of a word of mouth type thing in a way, but I would just, I would love to get more people involved and if that's as simple as tapping a friend that has never joined before um please do because we would love to 
get more people like this involved and have kind of better, more educated discussions, you know, in terms of some of these major topics that, again, are major for our industry, but also major just in the world, you know, like there's a lot of shit happening right now and nothing happens quickly as we all know. And, you know, if there's ever been a prime time to change things kind of seems like right now is the fucking time, right? Like, I don't know. So I just encourage everyone here to, you know, spread the word of this. Let's get more people here. Let's get more people involved. I want to hear more points of view from people of color, from, you know, more women involved, um, just everybody, you know, like we all are a community and we all create together and we're all creative minds. And there's no reason why we shouldn't all be kind of sharing experiences and making everyone better right so like i don't know i just feel like um if we can spread the word and get more people in here it's only going to be better for us that do come to these every week but anyone who's listening and hopefully it resonates through more of the industry yeah hey, hey mark anyway. just to chime in on what you were saying um there's a a playbook that you can pull from regarding adding disability or disability adding diversity to any group which will mean um make absolutely sure and this is something because you probably don't have the experience of being the only white man in the room over and over and over and over again like you probably can count on one hand the number of times you've been the only white male in the room right whereas the people that you're thinking of every damn time they come into the room, they're the only, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the key to that is to make sure that when they come into the room that they're being um, asked to share their experience regarding the topic at hand and not and have the diversity piece be our problem, right? Yes. As the, mm -hmm. as the people that, that aren't the others. So, um, so I think that it, it might, I'm just questioning, like, I don't know whether you might want to get have more success with this group having something kind of going around the stone a little bit. So it's like, instead of just like, hey, come all, come all re um, referrals, it's sort of, I mean, that's good and important, but also, hey, you know what, we're, we're going to have a, a discussion on Python scripting and we want you three to talk about it, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like get right into the, or we're going to talk about, um, uh, you know, the line between plugins and where plugins stop and where creativity start, whether, you know, like how much can you get for free? How much can you take credit for? Like something absolutely on topic, that's going to be the thing that's going to bring um, at least, I don't saying it, I'm guaranteeing it's going to work, but it's one of those things where at least you can tell uh, your invitees that they're not going to come in like having to speak for an entire demographic again. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, good point. And thanks for essentially helping clarify that too, because like the, the goal would be, you know, not to have and have a person of color come join this right. to talk about being a person of color in motion. Like that just, right. you, know, you know, like they should decline that a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just want, you know, when we even say it and we've always said it right from the beginning, like in our little intro thing, that this is a level playing field for everyone. Whereas like we can have these open discussions and like, I totally get and understand that like, even though we say that people might not feel that level playing field, but I also hope that, you know, talking at, you know, and recording these, you can see how 
fucking stupid I am about certain things. Like, you know, I don't know. I just try to be transparent, you know? And like, um, yeah, I just, I guess in my, my head, I just want to see more points of view from people all over the world of like, how do you approach motion design? How do you, how do you handle business? How do you, you know, it's not about like the, the actual diversity and stuff like, yes, that is a very big issue that is just, I don't know, like I'm, I'm for everyone listening, like bubble issue. It's, it's encapsulating the whole industry, but like, we're not going to go tackle that essentially. Like, I think it's one of those things where we talk about our experiences and if someone, you know, had a bad experience, how do we talk them through that? How do we be a listening, a sounding board for them or, you know, whatever it may be just, you know, cause holding that shit inside sucks and like not being able to vent your frustration and like, I don't know, now I'm rambling, ranting in a way, but like, I don't know. I just want people to feel comfortable showing up to something like this. I totally get it if, if you don't. And sometimes people will listen in for multiple weeks at a time and then feel comfortable enough to chime in. And that's great. And even if not, even if you're just a listener on the podcast and whatnot, love it. Like, thanks for being a part of this, because even though you're not chiming in, you're not part of this discussion, you are listening to what we're talking about. You are our audience, you are part of our discussion, you know, and we always want people to give us feedback, good, bad, whatever, um, through all of our channels. So I guess I'll just kind of end it with like saying, this is a safe space for everybody. And I want that to be known to everyone who listens and shows up to this. Like, it's up to us to post these things. If you don't feel comfortable sharing something or posting something that got shared, we'll cut it out. Like it's all good, you know? And I just want to, I just want to really hammer that home to let people know that this is a safe open space for us to have a discussion about some topics that might not be easy to talk about, you know? And unfortunately there's not many of these resources for our industry. You know, Mark, I think, I mean, you you made a statement now, and this will be in the podcast podcast, and people will listen to it. And as each podcast gets posted, and people will see and feel that there is room for people to express their point of view and to discuss it, people will will come. You know, I mean, because when something gets out consistently, again, it's this idea of consistency. Um, then it gets proved that uh, that it's really open to everyone, you know. And I think some people are afraid of like chiming in because there were sometimes in other circles where they were told it was open to everyone, and then it really wasn't really open to everyone. And they got pretty, I mean, they got shit, you know, because in fact they realized that their opinion or their point of view wasn't that accepted. And in fact, they were in a circle where like there was like this common like thing where, that everyone agrees except you, and 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 so I think like as as long as the podcast like show that everybody can chime in and discuss, I mean your point will get across the board and people will show up. And and I I'm I'm super like uh, happy that we were able to discuss this today. For example, I think everybody like brought something 
interesting to the table without starting in a fight or whatever. Nobody got offended. Uh, you know, everybody like got to discuss it and that's amazing. Honestly, I'm really happy. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that. And thanks for suggesting this topic too. I, I think, you know, we kind of got a little off off the exact track, but, you know, still it was a discussion that should continue happening. And I'm glad that we can be a platform to continue that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to have to pass the baton, the torch, the mouse, the Wacom pen, whatever we want to say over to uh, Liam, because I actually have to jump off for a client call. But um, I got to get rolling soon too. But George, are you still there? I see your static face now. You're so excited about behind, behind the scenes. George, we need your memes. Getting his pivot tables ready in Excel. Oh man, he's not even on Slack anymore. I wonder if he had to go. That's all right. Okay, well, for all you, all you listeners, stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess George, you'll have to do it next week because I, I need to wrap it up too. So. Mark, you already covered it where we are, all social media places. Just look for us for Monday Meeting, website, mondaymeeting.org. Um, yeah, I, just to reiterate, I've noticed that we've been getting a lot more participants and listeners and stuff too. So thanks so much for that. Um, that's awesome. If, even if you're not joining us daily or even for the weekly call, it's still just awesome to know that there's people out there that are interested in what we're doing. Um, but yeah. Oh, I want to throw this out there too, before we go. Um, my wife is due in 14 days. So I'm probably going to take a few weeks off if anyone wants to co-host with Mark or like jump in with a topic or something. Um, I'm probably not going to be around very much. So just throwing that out there. If anyone has topics or wants to come talk about something, take my spot. Totally open. Congratulations. George. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Okay. George, we're yeah. trying to wrap this up and you're gone. Look like you I thought we went to half past. Sorry. I went to freshen up my drink. <laughs> okay. Let me uh, share the screen. I've actually swapped this meme out last minute. And Augustine, it's not with your wonderful meme. That'll probably be next week's. Uh, let me share the screen here. Okay. Just making sure all my tags and tabs are safe for work. They are, they're all good. And shirts. The anticipation. Meme of the week, meme Why? of the week, Why is meme it of the Excel? week, meme of the week. Because <laughs> the world runs on Excel. And actually I went one step further this time. I've covered the joke side of the meme because I think everybody was getting ahead of themselves reading the joke before I could explain why it's funny and then giving a very poor score. So let's just go over the uh, first weeks uh, comes in at 21%. We're doing in percentage now. 21%. That's my most favorite motion meme of all time. The world right now. Designers going, anybody want a logo? No, obviously not because the world's burning. Second week, 26.25%. Uh, the client, after you give them the prices, they ghost very cleverly turning the uh, little icon into a ghost. And then this week, actually, amazingly, does tag into something that you were mentioning earlier with how a client uh augustine is actually what you're saying a client wants you to do something that you haven't done before but you can't prove that you can do it until 
you've done it. So what do you do? Do you have to go and do it on your own time? Or how do you win over the trust? But anyway, it, it relates to that. So this honestly, quite frankly, this is going to be probably a 3.5. I honestly <laughs> think it'll be a 3.5. These ones will be 2.6, but uh, this is going to be a 3.5. I've got great hopes in it. Remember, I'll, I'll go through it first. Okay. So the uh, let's call him the, oh my goodness, don't look. The creative director. <laughs> let's call him the creative director or the client says, we need to do something so innovative that no brand has ever done anything like it. And then, so obviously the two motion designers here go and do that thing. They, they provide the thing that is really innovative, that no brand's ever done anything like it. And so fast forward five hours later, hmm, seems risky. Can you give me examples of other brands that might have done this? <laughs> I think we've all been there. So if you look to the right of your keyboard, you'll see a keypad. If you can vote in the chat, uh, one for not funny at all. Uh, five for hilarious, and we will tabulate the scores. And I will stop sharing. Oh, this is a good one. All right. Oh, You're my God. I'll off the charts. I got to jump off. I'll see you guys later. I think my low numbers come from the fact that I, I spend too much time on Reddit. <laughs> I identify with this one very much. So, cause I work with a lot of automotive clients and automotive clients are all about like tons of crazy exploration that funnels down into the same thing we've always done over and over again. All the time I have to like stretch and do crazy stuff and let's render all these crazy things that could be in the, in the speedometer cluster. And then it's like, no, we can't actually do any of that in the car. We knew that, we knew we couldn't do that. But we just wanted you to spend six months having fun at our expense. <laughs> that's all. That's all, that's all I got. Okay, crunching the up. My God, it's a record breaker. I've not seen numbers like this ever. This comes in at thirty-two point eight percent. Outstanding. This meme has literally blown the roof off all expectations from the past two weeks. I've got to say, uh, whoever submitted this is a meme genius. And that concludes this uh, week's. I don't do the closing statement, so I hand it over to Liam. I mean, I, I kind of want to change my score a little bit and up well, it. I, what, I think I gave a too low of a score. What did you give? You gave I gave a two. A two. Yeah, what, you changed it to what? I think I'm going to up it to a four just based on relatability. Fair. So we're now at 3.4, 34.4%. I am hard to impress. I, I've seen too many cartoons and memes and stuff. So that's fine. We appreciated your, you know, your jadedness. It helps balance out my optimism of the memes I submit, which clearly no one likes. So, um, yeah, so I've gotten a couple of messages in chat and stuff for people that want to co-host. Possibly, I will. We have a, a Slack channel that I can add you to if you're on the Slack. Um, otherwise, email us info at mondaymeeting.org is probably the best. I'll put that in the chat right now. Info at mondaymeeting.org. Um, yeah, my I I will probably be around next week. It's probably the following 
week. Be the 20, is that the 26? I think that's the 26 calendar. Yeah, so I'll be around next week, most likely nothing happens. Um, but 26 is the official cut off C-section into the hospital, so yeah. All right, well, everybody have a great week. If you're sticking around, um, I'm just gonna leave this running for the rest of the day for the daily call, but I need to hop off. So does anyone wanna take over post? Augustine does, I can just tell. Andy does. In his eyes. Andy, I got it. I got a hot yeah, tune of the call. Sure.